0: Hey everyone, welcome to Midterms and Maniacs, or as we call it, the Creep-Off. This is a competition where the hosts try to get you to vote for their creep. What's a creep, you may ask? Well, that's up to you to decide when you go to the subreddit and vote! After five wins, the winner makes the loser spin the dreaded wheel of consequences, which includes funny consequences such as jumping into an icy lake or going to Pennsylvania to beat a man who just had a stroke. Anyways, last week was Chad week, and you had the choice between a heinous criminal with an extensive rap sheet or a cute, funny, charming man named Ted Bundy. Anyways, that's all I got for this week. Tucker, out.
1: Attention parents, what you're about to see
2: is not suitable for kids. Shoot, it's not even suitable for some grown-ups. You might wanna walk away now if you ain't into these type of things.
1: I'm going to give the people what they want. Sensation, horror, shock. I'm gonna deliver the goods because I'm alive and I'm not backing down. Cuckoo, cuckoo. Wild car, bitches! Yeah! <laughs>
3: Vomit inducing thing.
2: Hola creepos. Welcome to another edition of your favorite true crime podcast. The show where 50% of its hosts are completely ashamed. The show about creeps by creeps. For you creeps. I'm your host. My name is Vinny. And joining me in studio, as always, it's hot-ka What is happening, Vinny Paulino? I want to thank the fine folks
1: of Buffalo, New York for coming out to the Isotope show on saturday night couldn't be nicer people those buffalonians really just salt of the earth not like those people from miami those people they suck i don't like those people at all people in buffalo fine fine people big fans of the creep off and we appreciate
2: your support how do you feel about people from minneapolis uh they're, they're fine okay they're fine okay I have, I have cousins there i've uh i've made a decision in life i'm not going to be discussing football with you ever again good idea yeah, <laughs> pretty smart you get <laughs> you uh, I'm not going to say I'm just please don't be offended by that yeah yeah. here we go but uh, your reactions to light teasing <laughs> about the Buffalo Bills tend to be like stuttering John Level sometimes I'll kill you yeah I'll kill you <laughs> you get a little upset so I just want in the interest of having a good show no more hot football talk for sounds you sounds
1: good Vinny here's a tip for you Wait 15 minutes after the interception in overtime. Just give me 15 minutes, all right? That's all I need, and then I'm good. I was... (laughs) Immediately, as the ball's being caught by a Viking, I'm getting fucking text messages from Finney laughing at me.
2: (laughs) All right, well, maybe that was a little distasteful of me, but, you know, it's, uh, it's meant to be in fun and games. All good, buddy, all good. All right, pal. So, last week we did Creepiest Chad... And uh, I went by the textbook definition, as we were supposed to, and you went by someone's first name. Either way, we created a matchup for the ages, Carl. That's right. Uh, one of these matchups that you'll never see again. And we really got down to the consequent to the bottom of this. And uh, here's the result. Who's creepier, Chad Zumach or Ted Bundy?
1: And the answer is Chad Zumok's overwhelmingly... <laughs> one of the biggest uh fan counts or uh i would say vote counts that we've seen on reddit yeah yeah we've really inspired people to get out and vote and i
2: appreciate that well Thanks, you know guys. this was the biggest election in the country last week that's true yeah and i appreciate all the cuz for coming out in droves well i hope all of them fucking choke and die while they're ah, listening yeah. to this see see this is why well i was game point man and i you, I let you, because I was being a nice guy, because you were so bummed out about the Jets. Here, I let you here pick we the go. category. Here we go. And you're like, creepiest Chad. I knew what you were going to do. I knew you were going to pick Chad Zumok. Do you think I was a fool? I think what I texted you back was, let's do creepiest um,
1: former radio host. And I called Chad Zumok And he said, we already did that. I said, okay, let's do creepiest Floridian, and I picked Chad Zubach. He said, no, we've already done that one. I said, okay, how about creepiest guy named Chad? I ch- I picked Chad Zubach. It wasn't exactly like correct. a mystery. I was just I was very uh, interested in covering Chad's criminal record.
2: I should have changed. I said, how about we do uh, creepiest guy not named Chad? Right, that's what you should have said. I should have said creepiest guy named Ted. Yes, then I would have won. But uh, since I did not win. That means I will be spinning the wheel of consequences today. That is Again, true. Fucking Nine thousand. Spinning the wheel day, everybody. Tried lately. Oh boy, and I got some. I got some ideas for new consequences. We'll talk about later. Uh, I put it, the new one on the board there. I took off the fast food job and I replaced it with give podcast hitman hundred dollars. Sweet. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's awesome.
2: It's uh, so for the rights for that awesome song that he said it last week. Yes. I wanna fuck Jen like an animal.
1: Feel the jingles from the
3: inside. Alright. I wanna All right. fuck Jen like an animal. You get me closer to Carol.
2: Can we talk about the Bills instead? Jesus Christ. Oh, I <laughs> love that taste. song. I'm gonna <laughs> keep that around. And you know what? I love your wife very much, and I hope she never, ever hears that. <laughs>
1: okay. That's why you keep playing it. Okay, yeah. Well, no, no. I play it because
2: <laughs> it upsets you. It, it's really your fault. Here. Yes. Understood. Yeah. Never would have happened if she never met you. So today we are going to be uh, starting off a brand new round, and traditionally on the creep off, that means wild card. Oh, I didn't know that. Is we that used to is do that 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 that. we do that? Okay. We used to do that. We kind of fell out of the habit. Cool. I like the idea of bringing it back because we don't do them enough. A wild card's fun. We go however we want to. Right. So, uh, are so we ready go, to go to... ahead and pick Joe Biden already. Go are we, ahead. Are we ready to start? Yeah, ring that bell.
1: All right. So I brought in a gentleman. I don't believe we've covered this before. This was a suggestion from someone on the Discord many moons ago. Uh, a gentleman named Josh Powell. And Josh Powell married a woman named Susan Cox. Uh, she met him when she was 18 years old. He was 25. And uh, they were members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Oh, I don't like this already. Yep. And w- within a few days, Josh proposed to her. The couple. Oh, was, they wanted
2: to fuck real bad, The huh? couple
1: was married at the LDS Portland, Oregon Temple in, uh, on October 6, 2001. They then moved in with Josh's father, Stephen, in the South Hill area in Washington State, where Susan suffered his advances. The father, Steve, would regularly steal her underwear and secretly filmed her for a year before confessing his obsessions in 2003. So they move in with the stepfather or the um, father-in-law. And he's trying to to
2: bang his daughter-in-law. Well, it doesn't sound like he's trying to bang her. It sounds like he's just creeping on her.
1: Well, he's creeping on her. He's obsessed with her. He definitely wants to get with her if it's possible.
2: And, uh,
1: okay. So both Josh and Susan Powell were were relieved when they moved to West Valley City, Utah in 2004. But unbeknownst to her, Josh had shown possessiveness in prior relationships. His ex-girlfriend, Catherine had practically fled the state to break up with Josh over the phone
2: due to his behavior.
1: He seemed to be quite menacing and threatening.
2: Okay, so someone had to literally flee the state. (laughs) Yes, to get away from this guy. Because the phone calls were so bad. To get away from this guy. Well,
1: because she didn't want to see him in person after she broke up with him. She was concerned about that. Okay. So Susan was focused on her children and newfound work as a broker while Josh was in between jobs. She gave birth to two sons, Charles and Brayden, in 05 and 07 only to suffer increasing marital strife rooted in Josh's lavish spending and him siding with his father when the subject of his obsession emerged. Josh declared bankruptcy in 2007 with more than $200,000 in debt. Susan wrote a secret will in June of 2008, that stated that Josh was threatening to leave the country and sue if she divorced him. On July 29, 2008, she even recorded footage of property damage he had caused. And I actually found a video. This is really interesting. She was obviously very concerned something bad was going to happen. Because she was constantly like filming videos. Here's... uh, Tell me if you can hear this.
4: Here's Josh's razor. And... uh, This is me. July ninth, 2008. It is 1233. Mountain time. Um... Covering all my bases, making sure that if something happens to me or my family or all of us, that our assets are documented. That's
1: not normal, right? Does your wife ever shoot videos like this,
4: Vinny?
2: That doesn't seem normal to me. Well, let me see. She has to update it every six months.
1: (laughs) December 6, 2009. Susan took her children to church. It's about 18 months after this video was recorded. She took her children to church... Uh, A neighbor who dropped by in the afternoon would be the last person outside the Powell family to see her. The next morning, her children never turned up for daycare, and the staff failed to reach either Susan or Josh. So the daycare workers called Josh's mother and sister to notify them of the children's absence. Josh's mother then called the police. When West Valley City Police Detective Ellis Maxwell arrived at the Powell family home around 10 a.m. on December 7th, he noted that Susan's belongings were at the home, there were no signs of forced entry, and two fans were blowing on a wet spot on the carpet. Josh returned home with his children around 5 p.m., claiming to have gone camping. His his children also agreed that this is what happened.
2: Yes, we were camping. Yes, Yes, we were camping. He did not hurt mom at all. However,
1: Josh told detectives that he couldn't explain why Susan's phone was in his car. And investigators found a litany of tools in his vehicle, uh, along with the fact that Josh had taken the children camping on a school night during freezing temperatures. But without a body, the Salt Lake City County District Attorney refused to file charges against anybody in the Powell family in connection with Susan Powell's disappearance. On December 8th, Josh ran in the car and drove 800 miles before returning to Salt Lake City Airport on December 10th. On December 9th, however, police found blood containing Susan's DNA on their carpet. And uh, on December 15th, they found her handwritten documents in her safety deposit box. And in her handwritten document, she explained that she's been in extreme marital, marital stress for three to four years. For mine and my children's safety, I feel the need to have a, pop, a paper trail. He has threatened to skip the country and told me we, if we divorce, uh, there will be lawyers.
2: So back in school. Yeah, that's how divorces work. Yeah, I
1: know. I didn't understand. Why that.
2: would you be? What, what?
1: <laughs> there what? will be lawyers if we get divorced. There well, will yeah. be
2: lawyers if we divorce. Yeah, okay. It sounds right. And there will be a tomorrow. What's the pro- What's the point?
1: Back in school. Charles, one of the sons, told his teacher that his mother had come camping with them but was dead. Braden drew a picture of three people in a van and told his daycare worker that mommy was in the trunk. Meanwhile, police discovered that Josh had liquidated Susan Powell's IRA. Josh and Susan's children moved back to Washington State that same month to live with his father, Stephen. But a search warrant of Stephen's home yielded child Where they pornography. They got to Stevens'
2: house. He's like, "Hey, where's Susan?
1: Yeah, exactly. Susan where's that piece of ass you married, huh?" <laughs> so they they got a um, a search warrant for Stevens' home because it's all very suspicious. They found child pornography, and he was arrested in November of 2011. Josh lost custody of his children to Susan's parents and was ordered to undergo a psychological evaluation on February of 2012. Because when they looked at his computer, they found hundreds of disturbing images, including simulated child pornography, bestiality, and incest. Oh, he was
2: going for the loophole child porn. Yes, right. It's a drawing. It's fine. That's great. But, you know, you're going to keep the dog fucking video. <laughs> yeah, I <You> know. stupid. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um,
1: So he lost custody of the kids, but he was not going to go easily with this one. On February 5th, a social worker brought his kids over for a supervised visit, but as soon as the children were inside, Josh locked her out. He then incapacitated his children with an axe, doused them in gasoline, and set the house on fire. He tried to murder his two children with an axe. That didn't work, so he poured gasoline on them and set the entire house on fire. Moments earlier, he had sent his
2: attorney a single-line email. I'm sorry. Good that's day. That's the only way to kill someone that's messier than an axe.
1: Yeah, right? I know. It's wow. brutal. Brutal. So, uh, basically, what happened was this guy, they never did find her body. They've been searching all over the place. Uh, it looks like he probably buried her somewhere, uh, somewhere out in rural Utah and lit it on fire, and there's just no evidence or no remains left but uh yeah this guy's a creep he uh decided to go ahead and murder his wife and then when things were looking like he might be uh arrested for that he decided to kill himself and his children by burning his house down with all of them inside wow fun story
2: No, not
4: even a little bit. (laughs) Okay,
2: That's awful. That's pretty bad. That is pretty bad, but not as bad as my grief today. Are you done? I am. What do you got, buddy? All right. Listen, folks, before I start this, I want to bring you all back in your minds to another time.
1: Mm.
2: Okay? A time before we knew nothing about everyone else. Mm. A time when your mailman could have been the worst person on the planet. He could have been a Nazi, he could have been a full-blown fucking communist, and you never gave a shit. Or he could have been a bad person, right. Right, yep. I you didn't that. care, though, you know why? Because he smiled at you when he brought you the mail. That's all that matters. Left the package on the porch, that's all that matters. Yep. But this was before my creep today took over the fucking world. Uh-oh. My creep today is the real Z-Man. <laughs> He's forever altered society by creating a product more addictive than stuttering John review podcasts. <laughs> Sounds diabolical. He is fucking diabolical. We're going to talk about how diabolical he is. Today we are going to talk about the soulless vacuum of human that is Mark Zuckerberg. I am looking forward to this presentation, Vinny. Please take it away. Carl, I, I thought I would do you proud today. Yeah, I'm gonna got out of your way, buddy. Nobody saw this shit coming, but I figured this might actually be the one where you're on board with me. He grew up a weirdo in White Plains, New York. He attended Harvard University. While attending Harvard, he wanted to create a website for comparing the woman in his dorm's tits. He called it Face Smash. Yeah. Did he not not know Hot or Not was already out at that point? No, no. Face Smash, Carl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just want to see the girls in my dorm. Yeah. Because that's what it was about, was his immediate world. Sure. He wanted to make something that was like just connecting the people that were in his general vicinity and i don't think this guy realized how big of the concept it was but it doesn't matter because i don't think it was originally all his idea okay now in february 2004 they uh founded facebook with his roommates eduardo saverin andrew mccollum dustin moskovitz and chris hughes now they launched it on select college campuses and the thing got huge as we all know it had a billion users by 2012 yeah when it started you had to have a university email address to sign up it was only for college students yeah and it was only for certain universities yeah so like i said a billion users by 2012 he took it public in 2012 in may with the majority shares in 2007 at age 23 he became the world's youngest self-made billionaire carl now in what year was that uh he was in 2007 by age 23
1: 2007
2: okay yeah he made a lot of money from this thing pretty quick now how did he make all the money carl um well advertising, but Sure. But it's more insidious than that. Okay. Because this thing was designed. Facebook was designed and perfected over time to be insanely addictive. They used a three step process. I'm gonna let this guy explain it to you
4: here. Because he'll explain it way better than I can. Facebook is specifically designed to use something called behavioral design, a design that's now been adopted by almost all social media sites to addict you to their platforms. Behavioral design begins with a thing called motivation, which relates to whether or not someone would want to open the app in the first place. As people are social animals, we often take an interest in what our friends and family are up to. And by hijacking this basic human desire, Facebook steps in as a convenient middleman, giving us access to our loved ones at our fingertips. So, That's the first step. There's two more. And once you open up Facebook, you're immediately prompted onto the next part of the behavioral design process, the action stage. This can be anything from leaving a comment, posting a status, or simply pushing a like button. But the key is for the action to be as straightforward as possible. The harder things are, the easier it is for users to break the attention loop. The final part of the process is the recursive element found in behavioral design. This is called the trigger, and it's what gets you to open the app over and over again. It's the most addictive part of all of this. This can be done through things like noise notifications, a phone vibration or a ping on your computer but whatever it is all the trigger needs to do is remind you to open the app and the motivation will do the rest
2: oh bitch 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 now nobody's making you light up a cigarette no one's making you look at your facebook i am talking about the design here what this thing was was purposefully made to be addictive because the goal is if you want to sell ads you want to have as many people on this thing looking at it as often as possible. Sure. You're a marketing guy, Carl. You could tell me when I'm wrong.
1: Well, now, I, I believe that everyone who develops a product wants it people to use it as sure. much as possible. But that's do, the whole do, point.
2: Right. But I feel like Mark Zuckerberg was very, very insidious. This is with why I it.
1: promote the creep off so much when I do other appearances and things. I want people to enjoy the show, watch it, listen to it. You know, that's part of the marketing
2: element of business. Certainly. Certainly. But we also don't make the show to be completely addictive. Well, maybe we should. I think we should. Yeah. Oh, We're doing this. All <laughs> we're wrong. doing this wrong. Right. Never mind. Mark Zuckerberg's fine. <laughs> so do you remember who Sean Parker was? Guy invented on Napster. Oh, OK. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. He also was the first president of Facebook. People don't remember that. But he did an interview after he left and he had this to say. It's a social validation feedback loop. I mean, it's exactly the kind of thing that a hacker like myself would come up with because you're exploiting a vulnerability in in human
3: psychology.
2: Yeah, that's right. They figured out how to fuck with your head with Facebook. Just with the app's design itself is meant to be addictive. Now, let's start talking about how you make the money here. Okay. Is it just the ads, Carl? I believe so, yeah. Well, isn't there also user information? and things uh, that are, that are well that, very uh, valuable. Well, that actually, yes. That's the reason why the advertising works so well,
1: is you have so much information about users Correct. that they actually hand over to Facebook,
2: and then Facebook says, hey, you want this information to advertise? Here you go. Sure. Well, in 2008, Facebook allegedly violated several federal wiretap laws. Okay. Soon after launching their Beacon program, a federal class action lawsuit alleged that Facebook had been analyzing and publishing the behaviors of users without their consent. For example, users would make purchases on sites like Blockbuster or Zappos. Those things would be published on their news feeds publicly. In one instance, a yeah, guy I remember in the lawsuit, that. Yeah. Remember
1: when it would just like you'd be playing a game or whatever you were doing, it would just automatically post for you
2: on your timeline. You're like, I don't want this thing fucking posting for
1: me on my timeline.
2: One of the plaintiffs of this thing said it ruined his Christmas gift for his wife. Wow. Well. Because he bought something. <laughs> and the fucking shit popped up on his Facebook page. All right. I, I have a, a drop for that, I believe. Who gives a
3: shit? Who gives a fuck?
2: Fine. <laughs> You're going to go to court? God, oh, i ruined Christmas. Scaris. I bet his wife was up. Yeah, sounds like. <laughs> the, the student highlighted Facebook as an approaching violation of anti-hacky law and wiretap law a decade before some of the other schedules that they were going to have. Now, here's the interesting thing. You could uh, opt out of being involved in this stuff, supposedly somewhere in the Facebook terms and services. But in 2009, secretly without telling users, they changed 350 million users, privacy settings mm. with no notice mm-hmm. opting them in to just harvest as much information as they could for these people. Sure. Now in 2011, semantic did an investigation and they discovered that not only were they harvesting all this information, they weren't even fucking protecting it. Right. Because the information was leaking out to over a hundred thousand different applications that are merged into the Facebook codes and shit. Yeah. So all of these places were just able to take all the information that Facebook was stealing, or not stealing, but harvesting. Sure. And leaking this information wherever they wanted to. I think that's insane. Now, I'm just trying to get through some of the points of this. Mm-hmm. But their biggest data breach of all time was the Cambridge Analytica situation. The files were published by The Guardian, and the data from 50 million user profiles was co-opted by political consultancy Cambridge Analytica. A whistleblower revealed that the information had been used to profile audiences for Trump's election campaign material, as well as the efforts of a thing called Vote Leave. A $1 million profile harvested operation brought the importance of the data protection to the forefront and illustrated the power of data and commodities. So this company realized Facebook was leaking all this shit and just used it for political stuff. So the question is this. Is Mark Zuckerberg a creep? Yes, he created something that was incredibly addictive to get people addicted to it, and then he's been careless with all of the information that he's gotten from it. I mean, geez, Trump got elected to be the president. This is all Zuckerberg's fault. Well, can I also bring up the fact that in order to overcompensate for the Cambridge Analytica breach in conjunction with Congress and all this new oversight because of that situation. The Hunter Biden's laptop story Mm -hmm. was completely suppressed on Facebook because they called it misinformation. Now they have all these extra things to Uh, block stories, now that story turns out to be completely true, and it was blocked right before a major election so this guy's damned if he does he's not—he's damned if he doesn't, but the problem is, this motherfucker created this goddamn addictive thing that everybody is on, and can't seem to fucking break away from, and that's what they're getting the majority of their news, and it can very easily be skewed you are fake news is he a murderer? (laughs) I don't know is he a pedophile? I can't prove it. Stop it. But it is questionable how much blood is on Mark Zuckerberg's hands here. Okay. Okay. Now, this clip is an opinion of an, acc- of an unaccredited and will remain uncredited expert on a recent appearance of a friend of our show. According to UC Davis, suicide is the second
1: leading cause of death among people ages 10 to 24 and has been increasing every year since 2007. Yeah, the rate of suicide for those 10 to 24 increased nearly 60 percent between 2007 and 2018, according to the CDC.
2: That's right, Carl. That guy sounds smart. He sounds like he knows what he's talking about. I uncredited. <laughs> I will give that man no credit. Okay, here he went on to, to talk about the other things that they found out oh, for this generation. Corey. A study on the impact of social media on undergraduate
1: college students showed that the longer they used Facebook, the stronger was their belief that others were happier than they were. But the more time the students spent going out with their friends, the less they
2: felt that way. This fucking goddamn phone app has warped reality in the brains of a generation. Agreed. And not only that. This uncredited source also is accusing uh, <laughs> Mark Zuckerberg of committing perjury. Okay, CEO Mark Zuckerberg said at a
1: congressional hearing in March of 2021, the research that we've seen is that using social apps to, to connect with other people can have a positive mental health benefits. So he's yeah. lying.
2: Oh, there it is, folks. You are okay. fake news. Now, I have a clip of our boy, the Z-Man, sitting in front of Congress. Okay. And a uh, Democrat from Massachusetts, Senator Markey, asks him this question, and I'm sorry if this is long, but just listen to the deflection on this. I'm okay. such an important fucking thing.
3: Would you support a child online privacy bill of rights for kids under 16 to guarantee that that information uh, is not reused for any other purpose without explicit permission from the parents or the kids? Senator, I think the... As a
1: general principle, I think protecting pe- protecting minors and protecting their privacy is extremely important. And we do a number of things on Facebook to do that already, which I'm happy I, to get and I appreciate that I'm
3: talking about a law. I, Should we have a law to protect, law. protect we support these a kids law to ensure that kids under 16 have this pri- I, uh, privacy Bill of Rights. I had this conversation with you in your office seven years ago, about this specific do you remember how we talked about this, about this mark. Health, and, uh, and I think that's really what the American people want to know right now. What is the protections of this? The, what are the protections that are going to be put on the books for their families, but especially for their children? Would you support a privacy bill of rights for kids where opt-in is the standard? Yes or no? Senator, I think that that's an important principle. And I appreciate I think, that. And I think we should. Do we need a law to protect Yes or children? no, Bart? That's my question, too. Do you believe we need a law to do so? Yes or no?
1: Senator, I'm not sure if we need a law, but I think that this is certainly a thing that, that, discur- that, that deserves a lot of discussion.
3: I, and I, 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 again, I couldn't disagree with you more. Other, we're leaving these children to the most rapacious commercial predators in the country who will exploit that would be Facebook. unless we absolutely have a law on the books. Please. And, and Senator, I think it is absolutely please give a short. Please give a short answer. Senator, I look forward to having my team follow up to flesh out the details of it. I don't think this S- is a Senator difficult Frank. issue to get a correct, a correct answer to.
2: Thank you, Mr. Chairman. He would not answer that question. Well, it's a kind of a bullshit question because— Well, he's definitely grandstanding.
3: Well, here's—yeah, of course. Because here's the
1: thing. Who are you more concerned about having your private information? Uh, corporation or the deep state? Because the NSA and CIA, they wouldn't have to adhere to this law. They're allowed to just find out any information about U.S. citizens they want and use it against them at all times. And by the way, they work very closely with Facebook to do that.
2: Well, I was just going to say the Republican Party uh, about a month ago released a 1,000-page document accusing Facebook of giving information to the FBI about conservative voices yeah. uh, without warrants. They were Correct. just like, here you go. Yeah, Yeah, this is what's going on right now okay and so i I agree with you 100 and and the whole
1: idea they put mark zuckerberg in front of these politicians they can grandstand it's so obnoxious anyway it's just a waste
2: of everyone's time now they uh they did waste his time because you know there's other places where he's dropped the ball carl yeah there's other places where facebook has spectacularly failed and uh i'm just gonna bring up two things real quick before we go great myanmar you familiar with myanmar and facebook's relationship i don't remember okay So the country uh, in 2020 was embroiled in a genocide uh, towards Rohingya Muslims. I'm sorry if I'm saying that wrong. I'm 100% sure I said that wrong. Yes. Now, Facebook was being used directly by the military of Myanmar. Okay. Here's what they were doing. They were setting up shops and they were having military personnel create Facebook pages unassociated with the military Mm -hmm. to spread. We need to get these people out of our country. If you see them, get them. And. Horrible, horrible racist things about these people who are living in their country. Sure. Now, usually this would be against Facebook's terms of, you know, know, terms and conditions. Yeah. But uh, the problem was, you know, he's so busy testifying in Congress, they forgot to hire moderators that spoke Burmese. (laughs) Okay. So this shit was going on for a very, very long time. And other people, not me, have described Facebook as an absentee landlord where these people were just using the tool to do fucking complete evil if only there was a way to translate
1: languages into a language that you do know that was easy to use
2: yeah turns out either way they were using it to fucking aid in genocide now what does the man who controls the minds of millions of people already have planned for society next carl oh boy i can't wait for the metaverse the fucking metaverse a universe that users can live in That's completely owned by Mark Zuckerberg. Yay! How fun! This is terrible. Can I
1: buy a house, Mr. Zuckerberg? Can I have an apartment in your new metaverse? Not only is this thing fucking greedy. Can't wait to pay this guy fucking rent for virtual space.
2: It's gonna be great. For a fucking app where the fucking graphics look like a Wii game. Yeah. It's not great. I do own an Oculus, by the way. I have one too, and and I never use it. I'm I'm sure you are. I'm sure
1: you are. I'm all in with VR. Let's go. It's not doing well. You know that, right? Uh, it's not doing well. No, Facebook stock has plummeted. Yes, I that's think right. uh, Zuckerberg lost like something like $80 billion. That's too high of a
2: number, but it's some yeah. ridiculous number. Well, it's a drop report. in the bucket for this company. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a drop in the bucket.
1: I don't know, man. I think that uh, they're having a lot of issues right now because... With Well, I don't want to get into it. Anyway, their are well, advertising models getting fucked up by Apple, and they're going to have some
2: issues. I think that's forward. great. But I do feel bad because it is we are coming up on the holidays. Thanksgiving is just a week or two away. And then the, obviously. What kind of pizza do you eat on Thanksgiving? Thanksgiving Many, pizza. Yeah, that's what I thought. It's fucking amazing. And that's what I also eat the day after. Now, this, just this week, they fired 11,000 employees by email. I saw that. So happy holidays, everybody. Mark Zuckerberg, the Z-Man, when you go to vote this week on Reddit. wild card, bitches. <laughs> okay. Very good, Vinny. Is that the, that's my, that's, that's
1: the presentation? That's it. All right. Well, with that, I think it's time that we move on to another edition of Creepos. That's right, Vinny. This is the part of this show where we like to get a little petty and talk about other true crime shows and how they're not as good. As The Creep Off. And we don't just say that, we prove it. And the way that I do that is by bringing in another true crime show and one at a time dissecting it and letting the fine folks out there who listen to The Creep Off know that they are in the right place for all of your true crime needs.
2: That's right. We even did that on this last edition of WATP. That's correct. Yeah, Little
1: Stinkers podcast, which... uh interestingly enough, does have a pretty big fan base. Yeah, people are mad at us about it already from (laughs) what I've seen. Yeah, I noticed that. I want to bring to you today a show called Crime Junkie. Vinny, are you familiar with Crime Junkie? You know I'm not, Carl. Oh, I thought you would be. It's one of the biggest shows, uh, one of the biggest podcasts in the world, hosted by Ashley and Britt. Their podcast is so large that they actually were able to transition off of Patreon and build their own paywalled content on their website, similar to what Mike Boudet's done, Sword and Scale. So they are uh, doing very well for themselves. it a very successful true crime podcast. I've never listened to it before. I will say that they do a good job presenting the cases. It's obviously very professional. I don't like the editorializing that happens, though. Like these
0: these women cannot help themselves. Most notably, the fact that there isn't really any signs of a struggle anywhere in the house. And I mean, you would obviously expect to see a struggle in a case where you have two parents at home with a nine-year-old daughter. I mean, I would fight like hell if I even had a tiny chance to protect my child. All right, we got it. Everyone loves their
2: kids. We know. Shades of Nancy Grace there. Yes,
1: I know. Making it about her... For no reason whatsoever. It's like, no, we know that, right? If if there's, someone's trying to harm your child, you're going to struggle. Anyway, this is a story about the Short family, and the Short family, a mom and a dad and a nine year old daughter. They one day they went into the home and both parents had a bullet through their head, and the nine year old was missing. Oh and no! Yeah, yeah. This is this is the true crime story that we're talking about today, and
0: I thought this was odd. Investigators also find a pretty significant amount of cash, like $485 just lying out on the kitchen counter. 485 is
1: significant. I mean, maybe if you're 40 years old and still trying to be a stand-up comic, that would seem like a lot of money. But to normal people, I wouldn't call that a significant amount of money. I'm going
2: to go over here and cry in the corner.
1: <laughs> All right. So what's weird about this show, Vinny, is it takes forever to get to where it's going to eventually get to. And and the whole time going, why are you giving us this information? It doesn't matter. None of it matters.
0: So, okay, if it's not her, who is it? And who is this man? But that's a question we never get the answer to. Then
1: why did you bring it up? Why did you bring it up? She keeps introducing new information and details. And then he's saying, and by the way, that had nothing to do with anything. Well, okay. What do we do? We're filling time here? What's going on? So then there's these tips that are coming in for this missing nine-year-old girl. And this is just wild speculation out of nowhere.
0: The next development in the case doesn't come until early September, when investigators receive another tip. And I'm not actually sure where they receive it, like if it comes through a phone call or during an interview, but they hear that there's a possibility that Jennifer might not actually be Michael's biological daughter. And without literally anything else to go on i think investigators start to wonder like if this is true what if jennifer's biological father was involved in her disappearance somehow like maybe he didn't know about jennifer at all then somehow found out it set him off he decided to kidnap her murder mary and michael that kind of thing like what the fuck did you hear that leap that she just took
1: like it's possible The father who's dead in the house, Yeah, that might not be his biological father. There's no evidence of this. It's possible. And then all of a sudden it turns into, and maybe the biological father found out that he had a daughter and didn't even know about it. So he went there and shot him up. And then here's the payoff on that wild speculation. That is bonkers. But
0: investigators discover that Jennifer is 100% the biological child of both Mary and Michael.
1: Okay. That's what we assumed to begin with. Why did you introduce this nonsense then? What's the point of that? Filler. Is this what we should be doing, Vinny? Just making up random stories about shit and just. And then taking it back. Yeah, and then going, but actually, none of that's true. Okay, cool.
2: Is Mark Zuckerberg a cannibal? Well, some people (laughs) would say that he is a cannibal (laughs) and that he ate his first wife before that Chan lady. But turns out that's not true. Moving on to the metaverse.
1: All right, so then they talk about in another state, this all happens in Virginia, I think in North Carolina. They, there's a guy on his property, as a pond, the dogs find some bones in the pond, so he alerts authorities about it.
0: Of course, even though it's across state lines, Eddie's house isn't actually that far from the Shorts' house. So everyone is immediately wondering, could these be Jennifer's remains? They do a preliminary test by comparing hair samples, and just based on that, their initial finding is that this is not a match for Jennifer. What?
2: I
1: know. What, <laughs> Pity? That's what I'm saying. Like this whole—I don't listen to true crime shows. I guess this is how it goes. It's just like—and this didn't happen, and then that didn't happen, and then this thing could have happened, but it didn't. Like, okay.
2: Wow, that's cool. hysterical.
1: So then. <clears throat> This is going on for years now, where they're getting tips, and they, they're they investigating people, and they're, not, they're just hitting dead end after dead end. And then she brings this up.
0: The landlord also told police that he had seen Gary with a gun on the day that the Shorts were murdered. And the day after that, Gary and his mobile home were gone. Oh! Well, that sounds
1: like a pretty good lead to follow up on. This guy, this landlord, told the police that, and... They're not doing anything about that, so they finally tracked down this guy. We're still
2: waiting for that DNA
1: test to come back. Yeah, so they finally tracked down this guy, Gary, and listen to the use of the dramatic pause here, Vinny. This is pretty impressive.
0: But when they take a closer look at the map, there is something unexpected on it. On the map. Whoa! That
1: really hooks you in, doesn't it? I thought she she took a nap or something. Wait, did the show just end?
2: I thought my internet just skipped.
1: All right. I'm going to try this dramatic pause thing. I think that's pretty cool. Hey, Vinny. I heard that you think Mark Zuckerberg is the biggest creep, but you know who's even a bigger creep? No, it actually is Mark Zuckerberg. You were right. No, thank you. Okay. So they they investigate this guy, Gary, who moved to Canada right after these people were murdered. And he got pinched for a DWI uh, up in the Northwest Territory of Canada. And it turns out he's a bit of a lush. And I thought this was an interesting phrase.
0: I've never heard this before. According to an Associated Press report filed in the Star News Online, his friends basically say that Gary suffered from a severe alcohol use disorder, to the point where he was drinking a case of beer every day. Severe
1: alcohol use disorder. Have you ever yeah. heard that before? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Okay. It's called the Melendez syndrome. I, I was thinking that. like, He's got OCD, and now he's got this thing, too. S-A-U-D, I guess. <laughs> severe alcohol use disorder. But it turns out, Vinny. Sud. Turns out having this severe alcohol use disorder is an amazing alibi.
0: And when they parted ways in the evening, he says Gary was so inebriated that there was no way he could have driven to Virginia, committed the murders, abducted Jennifer, especially without leaving any forensic evidence behind.
1: Carl, did you uh, commit this crime? No, I was wasted. Are you kidding me? Of course not. You know how wasted I was? There's no way I could have done that. That's hilarious. I like that alibi. You're going to be using it until the day you die. <laughs> I think so. So, this was back in 2002. Fast forward 2019. So, this is 17 years have passed. They haven't solved this this crime.
2: Okay.
0: Then the chance to get answers from that was lost for good in February of 2019, when the house where Mary and Michael's bodies were found unexpectedly burned to the ground. Though... Interestingly, or maybe not, the fire has never been officially linked to their murders.
1: So 17 years later, the house, where they've already gotten all the evidence they're ever going to get, burns down. She goes, now, was that tied to the murders? Maybe it was. Maybe it wasn't. It wasn't. No, it's because the (laughs) landlord
2: broke it up into apartments and some asshole fucking put up uh, a hot plate. Yeah,
1: of course. So anyway, again, just another detail that doesn't make any sense. had nothing to do with anything. So this story just goes on and on and on. Maybe it was this. Maybe it was that. So I'm waiting for the big payoff, Vinny. I just want to know what happened
0: to Jennifer. If you or anyone you know has information that could help this investigation, call Henry County Crime Stoppers at 276-632. You can get away with
1: this? You can just tell a story that has no ending and put that out as a a podcast episode? And then she thinks that her audience is going to figure this shit out? They've been been looking at this for 20 years. No one knows.
2: Serious calls only, folks. Serious (laughs) calls only.
1: There is on their website. They do have a police sketch of a suspect, and I'm pretty sure it's Opie, because I did check it out. I I think I might. Maybe I need to let them know that he looks a lot like Greg Opie Hughes. Cheers. Cheers. So, Vinny, listen, it's a a well-produced show. uh, Crime Junkie. You know, for people who like true crime, obviously... They like this kind of thing. I just found it annoying.
2: Well, Carl, I also found it annoying, so we're better than that show. Thanks for listening to The Creep Off. You ready for some voicemails? Yeah, let's do it. Well, the voicemail segment is brought to you by our friends in Syracuse. The Creep Off voicemail segment is brought to you by the city of Syracuse. Syracuse, where the only thing that collapses faster than our football team is our infrastructure. See you god what happened to that football team they started so strong they were my buddy kevin was going crazy about it i bet not good yeah oh that's right i'm not supposed to talk about football with you first voicemail all
4: right so the obvious thing to do here for the wheel of consequences don't just give podcast hitman money give him your half of the patreon money
2: fuck no thank you fuck you
4: bye
1: (laughs)
2: <laughs> that's ridiculous yeah we would never give him that much money ever I would I I already feel bad giving a $100 he's just gonna spend it on you know other inmates so he doesn't get raped by them yeah
1: I wonder what you he will spend that money on does he get like Lucy cigarettes or what do you, what do you buy in prison when you have a, a couple hundred bucks
2: I don't know what do you do with that here's a message from our pal tampon Tom
0: Vinny
4: it's your buddy tampon uh how fucked is it that uh podcast hitman has an ipad like they allow him to use an ipad in prison and
3: also how weird is that he can't listen to
0: podcasts from the ipad uh what a weirdo (laughs) uh don't give him money please
2: (laughs) hey tampon um i hate to ruin the the mystique of the show, he didn't really record that song. Yeah. That wasn't really... Oh, a... is
1: that why he thought he had an iPad? I think he did. Okay, <laughs> yeah, I don't think he has an iPad. And if he does, it's not connected to the
2: internet. The Wi-Fi in prison sucks. All right, here's the problem. Here's a consequence suggestion. All right.
0: Also, uh, Vinny, Carl, uh, real consequence idea, Carl has to allow podcast hitman to uh, smash Jenny Jingles <laughs> in a school visit. Uh, yeah, I, I think that'll...
4: I'll
0: oh. just see and make sure it doesn't happen, but, you know,
1: if a good idea, you can do it. No, how, how is that fair to me, sir? What is Vinny's consequence here? I don't understand that at all, Vinny. I am going to say no to that
2: one. My consequences will would be my sorrow for Jenny. And what
1: did poor Jenny do to deserve such a thing? I have a, a voicemail for us here. All here. right, go ahead.
3: Hey, Carl. Vinny is the worst host ever. Yep. First on the creep-off, he doesn't pick a guy named Chad, and he goes with fucking bundy and then he teases us saying that there's a really hot chick he spends two minutes looking for the picture and then apparently he just sent it to you the listeners had to suffer through those two minutes we don't even get to see the girl this guy is out of control he sucks
2: i agree thank you for the note sir i'll be better sir i'm sorry (laughs) you know what you're right i i Showed it to Carl. I didn't show it to everybody. You didn't else. put it up on the screen. That's why yeah, I, I really. She wasn't that hot. It's fine. No, all I said was she had a Tiffany Amber Thiessen thing going on. And Wrong. <laughs> okay. I've been wrong before. <laughs> all right. Those are the voice I had this week. And, uh, Carl, I guess that means it's time for a scum parade. Let's go. All right. Let's do you it. You are fake news. <laughs> Scum Parade
3: Take me on a raid Of these fuck charades That these creeps have made Scum Parade Vinnie and Carl Gonna tell you about some fuck shit Scum Parade Like stories of a kid Fucked by his mom or dad
2: Soaking up the blood of a cat Scum Parade Carl, I'm sorry I sent these to you so late today. It's okay. But uh, I changed up what I wanted to do. I'm going to show you. Well, let's start off with this. I'm sorry, folks. Investigators have been looking for a guy named Rufus Barron. 35 years old. An outstanding warrant. When his own mother called the police to report that her son was asleep at her house in Madeira, California. Now, when officers arrived at the residence around 11 or 1.30 a.m., they discovered Baron dressed like this. Now, keep in mind, this gentleman was on the lam. Yes. All right, there he is.
1: <laughs> so he is covered in uh, black paint. It's not—it's
2: blackface, but it's also black body. That is correct. Yeah. He painted himself black. Now, <laughs> as they started searching the residence, they found uh, something really, really. Uh, insidious there. Let's talk about
1: meth, baby. Let's talk about it. Yes, sir. Let's talk about all the bad things and the bad things. Meth and see Let's talk about meth.
2: Now, I'm going to give this guy a lot of credit. This was an intriguing idea. Yeah. The cops are looking for me. Blackface. Blackface. Now, I
1: read this article and it gave me an idea for the Wheel of Consequences. Uh, nope. Blackface, meth bender. Come on, Vinny. Come on, Blackface
2: Meth bender. Let's do it. I'll think about it maybe for the next time. Okay. Wheel's are already full this week. <laughs> okay. So he's being held on the county jail on multiple charges, including possession of a controlled substance, violating parole and possession of drug paraphernalia. I give him credit. You know, meth heads, they do try. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's if his mom hadn't ratted him out, I think he would have gotten away with it. <laughs> no, he would have been stabbed on a subway. But... Let's go down to Florida, shall we, Carl? I
1: like that the police are looking for him, so he thinks, well, they're probably not looking for a black guy. I'll just dress up as a black guy. <laughs>
2: that way that way the police will leave me alone. Yeah, good <laughs> luck with that. Yeah. <laughs> it makes sense. All right. Escumbia County, Florida. Carl, a Scumbia County, Florida, 72-year-old woman was recently sentenced to life for shooting her neighbor six times. This is one horny 72-year-old woman right here. This is my favorite story this of the day. This is a day. fun one. On the evening of September 25th, 2020, Yaganata Grace Bushbaum shot her next-door neighbor at Myrtle Grove Villa Apartments. The attorney's office said prior to law enforcement's arrival, Bushbaum lured the victim closer to the back door of her apartment Under the pretense of giving him a gift, then shot him six times and claimed he was (laughs) trying to break into her apartment. Yeah. Now, a few days before the incident, Bushbaum reportedly filed a false complaint of burglary against the victim. A warrant was allegedly issued for the victim's arrest. On the night of the shooting, Bushbaum called authorities to have them come serve the warrant. Now, Uganda Bushbaum has attempted to kiss him on September 24th, 2020. But he had to physically stop her advances towards him. So she's obsessed with this guy. You don't say. She, uh, she's like, if
1: I can't have him, nobody can. Is the, basically what this
2: came down to. The report continued. He said Bushmom had developed romantic feelings for him, mm-hmm. and he believed she had wanted a relationship with him. Let her take her dentures out and go down on you, buddy. What's the problem? I don't understand. According to the state attorney's office, the victim suffered critical injuries but survived the shooting. Bushbaum was found guilty of attempted second-degree murder with a firearm on July 29th following the two-day trial. Several months later, November 9th, she was sentenced to life in Florida's Department of Corrections. So, another six months or so? Okay. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Fine. <laughs> Hey, I forgot to mention, it's Super Chat Monday. Oh, Super Chat Monday. How did we forget that? Yeah, if you want to slap your Super Chats in there right now, uh, the, we'll read them at the end of the, the show. The long tradition that is
1: Super Chat Monday From on the creep day off. one. I From know. Day How do we one? forget that?
2: We're fools. <laughs> Bay City, Michigan, Carl. Yes. Last summer, homemade bombs and threatening letters began appearing in Michigan cell phone stores and cell towers. Mm. According to the letters, the items were dispersed, to scrap pornography from the internet and make the author of these letters 5 million dollars. Okay, it sounds like a good plan so far? Nope, it was <laughs> not a great plan. Okay. Unfortunately, the 76-year-old man who penned the these letters has uh basically decided that his crusade, well, his crusade didn't make him rich. He was trying to get <laughs> He's going to jail. This John D. <laughs> Allen is fucking going to federal prison. It's, uh, there's so much alliteration in this stupid story. I know. It's not well written. Okay. 75 months to six and a half years in prison is what he is sentenced to. The plea agreement states Allen on October 24th, 2021, drove a, ban, drove a van from his Losco County home. Then he placed polka dot envelopes containing threatening letters on at least three fel- cell phone towers purporting they were authori- authored by the Coalition of Moral Communications. So he made up this fake organization Sure, that has members in 27 states, according to the letters, mm-hmm. and he would leave bomb threats at cell phone stores right. and on cell phone towers.
1: Right, because that's going to is gonna get rid of pornography if we just get rid of these stupid cell phones
2: and cell phone towers. His notes were addressed to AT&T, Verizon, and other cell phone carriers. In them, Alan demanded... All telecommunications containing immoral content, such as pornography, be removed from the Internet within 180 days. Dude, if you want to get
1: rid of pornography, teach fathers how to be good parents. That's how you'll get rid of pornography in this world.
2: Yeah, hug your daughters. <laughs> right, exactly. Give them some attention. He also demanded $5 million to be paid according to instructions that would be provided in future communications. So not only is he trying to get rid of the Internet, he's trying to make a quick buck. Alan wrote that if he did not receive the funds, he would destroy all of these cell phone towers. Now, Sounds like a good plan to me. So you're saying that it didn't work? No, it did not oh, work. Okay. Now, in furtherance of his threatened extortion, Alan made two pipe bombs at his home. They were fully functional and contained shrapnel, the uh, plea agreement states. So this guy stopped jerking off. Like, I imagine this guy could not, like, was just a complete porn on the internet addict and Probably. figured the only thing he had could do was, like, shut it down for everybody else. <laughs> Probably, yeah. So, uh, yeah, so he's going to blow up a Verizon store and that was going to solve all the problems? No, it was an AT&T store. Yeah. He placed one at an AT&T store, then he headed back over uh, the bridge to a Verizon store, put a second uh, second bomb in front of one of those, and both bombs were placed in cardboard United States Postal Service boxes that had CMT written on them and contained handcuffs.
1: You know, if, if his goal was just to take out some smartphone salespeople. I'd kind of be on
2: board with them, but I, I don't like the motive on this one. He else, they also bore writing indicating this was, quote, the last warning, and that the next incident would be during business hours. Oh, well, that was nice of him. He it's
1: wanted always nice to, to give serious. the heads
2: up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Law enforcement on September 2021 2020, executed a search warrant on Allen's home after footage from surveillance cameras uh, incriminated him because, you know, when you're dropping off bombs in front of stores... It's incriminating, yeah. Yeah, it's... <laughs> You're not very smart. You're not doing this well. No. He was arrested, and he uh, confessed pretty quickly that he had uh, left the notes and the two pipe bombs. So he is getting seven years in jail because none of them went off. If one of them had gone off, I imagine this would be a much stiffer sentence. Sure. But uh, he's 76 years old, right? So I I think that that's a
1: pretty—I
2: think we'll, we'll take him out for a good amount of time. Agreed. Yeah. I think that's uh, basically a life sentence is yes. what we're trying to get out. I think that's what I'm saying. Fucking senior citizens on the muck in this week's Seriously, someplace. Wow. They're fucking running amuck. When I'm in my 70s, that's when I'm going to start my crime spree, too. Why not? Bro. That's the time to do it. I wish I would be there with you when you get to your 70s. I know. I, I
1: wish you could be there, too. But if I
2: have, dude, that's the way dude, we go out. Methbender Meth Bender, let's At go! At like 74, I might be persuaded to do the blackface meth thing. I might, yeah. You might be able to convince Sweet. me a little easier. Now, we're going to California to end this show today. A woman from California and her three-week-old baby were killed by her older sister and gangster boyfriend out of, quote, pure jealousy.
1: I believe that this is a legal abortion under California law, though. Am I correct about that? Uh, with the new
2: rules, yes. Yeah, okay. This was... Uh, Pelosi wrote this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> she was like, they could be up to four weeks out of the womb. Yes. And uh, as long as you only use one bullet, it's legal. Uh, Yureli Solera Rivera, 22, has been arrested over the cold-blooded shooting death of her 18-year-old sister, Yanelli Solera Rivera. So, Yureli and Yanelli, y- Dude, every name except for
1: John Allen has been fucked up at this one. You got Rufus... <laughs> Yagudanda
2: Yureli. What are these names? Who are these people? Who are these people? <laughs> w A T P. And her infant daughter Celine, who was just 21 days old at the time of her death. Yureli's boyfriend, Martin Arroyo Morales, 26, known as a gang member, has also been arrested over the killings. Fresno they police have charged. Was
3: like a serial killer.
2: Fresno police have charged both with two counts of premeditated murder. We have the murder weapon: of Smith and Wesson nine. M- millimeter handgun and they have a motive jealousy and sibling rivalry the sheriff's department said hey now- i got a question for you benny are these the mexicans trump was warning us about these are the ones specifically aren't they well Yanelli seemed fine yeah well probably now carl i just want to point this out they're saying they're, they're accusing this woman of being jealous
3: Believe, Believe me, me she would not be, not my, be my first, first choice, choice that, that I can tell.
2: Well, the murderer would not be your first choice. Here's the here's the images. I'm gonna give them to you. Let's okay. get let's get Rufus out of yeah, there. Let's get Rufus out of now, there. No, here's the sister who died. Yep. Yep. Smoke show. There's huh? the sister who killed yep. her.
1: I can see where there would be some jealousy. By the way, that that baby is a really cute
2: kid, too. I'm not gonna show the baby. Yeah, that I mean that photo of the kid, I'm just like, oh come on. I just have to say. Pretty simple. That's like an open and shut case. If they just sit down and show the picture of her and go, yeah, she was jealous, convicted. Yep, makes sense. Now uh, they supposedly had no idea who committed this crime until they found some surveillance footage. They were kind of thinking it might be the sister, and they found some surveillance footage from like around the corner in another store, putting her car in the area, and uh, they ended up arresting her. Uh, they zeroed in on Urelli and her boyfriend. And then they confessed to the killings when they were arrested. So, a bunch of dummies admitting they did it. That's what the sister gets for being uh, younger and hotter. That's what you get. I'm glad my brother was, didn't feel that way. <laughs> yeah, well, good thing you weren't hotter than your brother. That's good. Oh, I am. You should see that, mutant. All right. Folks, I guess that means it's time for me to fucking do my duty as a co-host of The Creep Off and fulfill my consequence and spin the fucking wheel. I've been doing practice spins all day. Yeah, I know. You're getting and I good am at it. I'm not fucking pleased.
1: You're getting good at it over there. Now, there is one thing you can land on that you would be very happy about, and that's pushing the spin over to me. Correct. The other options are all consequences.
2: That is correct. I'm trying to, sorry folks, let me get situated here.
1: Yep. All right. Get that in the shot and let's go through and talk about what we have here. Pass the spin. Yes. That's, that's the one you want. Patreon money. Oh, the Patreon money. I had to deal with that consequence for a while. And that's where right now we split it 50, 50, but if he lands on that, I get all of the money until he wins again, which could take months. The way you're going could take
2: years. I would quit the show. I would be done. <laughs> knife Edge Chops. Three okay. knife edge chops from Colin Delaney. Yep. I can't read it. Truck nuts. Oh, you gotta put truck nuts on your car. Okay. Five episode podcast series about the winner's choice of topic. Okay. Very good. You had to do that before. Go to church. All right. Were we gonna add the um insane
1: cloud pose or now? Okay. No, nah, we'll just, just go go to, to church. To church.
2: Okay. I don't wanna get thrown out. Uh
1: murder and makeup. Oh, yes, the murder. You have to make a video similar to that woman who does the uh, murder and makeup show where you tell a true crime story while applying makeup. Drive to
2: Gary, Indiana. Oh, that's still on there? We got to get rid of that one. Dinners with listeners. Okay, I had to do that one. Tom Meyer's restaurant. Tom Meyer's restaurant's another one that Jesus fuck. I mean, it's in Baltimore. Chicken bikini. Oh, okay, yeah, I like that. We had chicken bikini. Two hours song torture. One hundred dollars for podcast hitman. <laughs> okay, that's the new one. Cardiff stand up. Oh, what
1: is that? Cardiff writes a stand-up set for you. you have to do it in the open mic. Correct. Okay. Correct. And, All then, right. obviously and then we're, we're back, back to, to pass. pass All right. Wow. What is going to happen today? Here we go. All right. Join us again next week, and we'll fight. We'll give you the answer. <laughs> and around and around Hands it out goes. Of the way, so yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. Or he's not cheating. All those hands in the way. God I, I damn can't, it. can't see it. God money to Podcast it. Hitman? God,
2: no! You get my pay- Patreon my money. money!
1: Fuck yeah! It's a just world. This is a just, just world.
2: Motherfucker!
0: Vinny, Vinny,
2: Vinny.
3: Fuck! Vinny, Vinny, Vinny,
2: Vinny. It was funny when you did this show for nothing.
1: Yeah, I know. That was pretty funny, wasn't it? Let's see how long we can get this going now. Guys, if Vinny doesn't win another game, he he, ha- he has to keep giving me his half of the Patreon money. So let's keep this going. <laughs> this is such bullshit. This is great.
2: Oh, Christ's sake. This is
1: good stuff.
2: Oh, congratulations.
1: Thanks, buddy. That was fun. This is a fun episode today. I'm having a lot of fun today. Is everyone having as much fun as I am? This is great.
2: No. Oh. I'm going to read our super chats now because there's only two of them. today. OK, what do we got? Uh, Dixon Marie says, could we get creepiest? Could we do creepiest person of size again? Oh, yeah. I think we could do round two of that at some point soon. Yeah. Who did I pick? Was it you?
1: I can't remember.
2: It should be that Jake kid from Little Stinkers. Oh, man. I watched a little bit of a stand up after you told me. Not great. Yeah. I don't know the guy. This one came in from Tricky Dicky 1999. Oh, nice! Hey, Thank Carl, you. are we gonna get that video of the roast before or after podcast him and gets released from prison? <laughs>
1: before, it'll happen before.
2: Uh, Dick brace I'm gonna, I'm gonna up my Patreon now. Worth it, five dollar donation. Yes. Thank you, brother. Thank you, appreciate so it. That is that for this week. Thank you guys for supporting the show. Those of you who join us on Patreon and Supercast, there's a brand new episode up right now that we recorded last week. Yeah, that was a fun one. We had uh, Brian McBride, the voice of Syracuse, join us. We learned. We watched a video that was so stunning to me. Yeah. I I didn't know. I couldn't wait to share it with you guys. But we watched a gentleman being asked to find another place to live for some very, very good reasons. (laughs) Yeah. His wife was none too
1: thrilled with what he's
2: chatting on the Internet. Chatting on the Internet was the least of the problems (laughs) in this scenario. But uh, we did say that the wife gets to keep the dog. So check that out. Supercast. Patreon to backslash the creep off. And uh, as always go to the creepoff.com for all your links to vote. Uh this week make sure you vote for Mark Zuckerberg. We will be back next week with a brand new episode and possibly another bonus episode next week. I'm pretty excited I'm trying to put it together now. Great. So until next time it's nice to be important. It's more important to be nice. Gagia. Mm.
1: Zuckerberg said at a congressional hearing in March of 2021, the research that we've seen is that using social apps to, to connect with other people can have a positive mental
4: health benefits. So he's fine the Alcohol, man. You shouldn't drink alcohol.
3: I wanna fuck you like an animal. May
4: your enemies be cursed in your podcast adventures.
3: Ciao.